Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, Zach, we uh, finally made it through tax season. I, We're, I think, did. right? We yeah. are, yeah. Unless think. you did an extension. You can extend, yeah. <clears throat> Until October. I know. It's, it's a long way. It's, it's like a, six months. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we got a lot of phone calls. It's always busy time for us with oh, 1099s yeah. and people making last minute contributions and so forth. And um, you know, just kind of kind of part of the business. And uh, they you know work with their CPAs and they have things that need to do. And so uh, yeah, last week, last couple of weeks have been really busy. Yeah, it's a stressful time, and we get it. You got to get it all in before this date. And sometimes you don't have the information till later. And, yeah. And so it's good. Part of the process. It's good that it's over, and now you can start planning for. Next year's That's taxes. right, 2022 <laughs> or 2023. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And so I hear I, somebody I, told me that there's like basketball going on. I don't know. There may be like two, two people listening to this podcast that like uh, yeah. NBA basketball. Well, John, so. just so you know, the Atlanta Hawks have made the NBA oh, playoffs. Okay. They were yep. the nine seed. So so in years past, they would not have made it. Hmm. But now they do a play-in tournament for the seven, eight, ninth, and tenth seed. I didn't know that. And it gives opportunity for the nine and ten seed to make it. And this year, the Atlanta Hawks made it and they're playing the Heat and they're getting crushed. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know how long they'll last, but they are yeah. in the playoffs and that is a good thing for Atlanta us here Hawks. in Georgia, South Carolina. Fans. And if you like the NBA, which All, I realize yeah. might not be a lot of you. Yeah. But that's okay. We we talk about sports. This is you know we have there a sports go. theme on this sometimes. So we have never talked about the Atlanta Hawks. I will tell you that. Yeah, when it comes to things like golf, you won't hear a lot from me. But basketball, college basketball, yeah, yeah, NBA, having a little little boy who likes basketball. Yeah, yeah, it's, fun. it's fun to get into it. So. Nice, nice, nice. Well, we also have a a great show lined up today. We're gonna start off with um, talking about five steps. To learn how to spend. We're going to teach people how to spend, how to spend. In, in retirement. Yeah, really? it's good to spend. You saved your money. Now it's time to spend it. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. And we, we do see people in retirement that are that are not spending. And basically, it's okay if you don't spend it. But um, if you don't spend it, you're going to die one day, right? And it's yeah. going to go to someone else. So yeah. uh, there's, there's some good options here that we'll talk through. Yeah. And then we're going to switch gears and talk about uh, 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 cryptocurrency. Um, yes. Man, it's in the in the news like every single day. It's all over. And uh, this comes from the Ramsey organization. Really good description of what uh, cryptocurrency is and uh, should you invest in it. And so we'll kind of dive into that on the uh, separate, separate second topic. Um, so stick around for that. And uh, by the way, I'm John Travis. I have an MBA in finance. I'm also a Dave Ramsey certified coach. And uh, I have... Um, Gosh, almost 30 years. It'll be 30 years in May, I think May the 15th, in uh, financial planning. I did a part, part-time part uh, uh, for corporations. I worked full-time, but part of my time was yeah, with right, corporations right. in the last 15 years here at uh, Richard Young Associates. My name is uh, Zach Albanese, and I've been a um, financial advisor for about three years now, enjoying it. Been with Richard Young for over a year, now a veteran, I yeah. think. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm a veteran yeah, now. Yeah. So and you got CFP. You're in the middle. Oh yeah, of that. middle prepping for studying for the CFP. So hope to have it in about a year. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So we're certainly excited to have you listening to us today. We uh, we have our show up uh, every Friday morning, and uh, you can go to our website moneymd.net uh, or iTunes and and listen to us anytime uh, that you want. We have a lot of people tell us they listen to us on Greenway when they're out walking, um, that's right. and so forth. Like so just watch out for the potholes as we're talking about topics and so forth. Yeah, because um, we can be so. 
you know, just just get engrossing, lost. right? Oh yeah, you get lost yeah. in in the sound of her voice and all that that sort of stuff. So that's right. Yeah, some people wake up, they, they listen to us, they meditate to us. That's you know, right. Just... <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> but moneymd.net, uh, go check that out. And we also have a Facebook page, MoneyMD, that uh, we have a prescription of the week, and I'm actually doing that this week. So go check that out. And uh, we're yeah. going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, the financial fact of the week is interesting. Um, since Payments on federal student loans were suspended for six months during the CARES Act, which which was during COVID. Presidents Trump and Biden have extended the original end date six times, four by, by or twice by Trump, four by Biden. Uh, most recently, just last week on on uh, April sixth. So what what this does is is it pushes back um, the need to pay the the loans, yeah. and it's just continued to be. Push back, I guess, six times now. Yeah, August the thirty first is now the uh, yeah. the the proposed start update, and there's been you know conversations. I know the CARES Act talked about um, they were hope some people were hoping to get the uh, extinguishment of this debt um, in there. So yeah, who knows? I mean, we do have some people that have debt and uh, they're basically not paying it. Um, maybe you want to set aside those payments yeah. uh, would be an option uh as well but uh yeah it continues to be pushed back and has uh you know for over two years it'll be about two and a half years yeah. so interesting Very financial interesting. fact of the week and then we're going to switch gears here and talk about uh how to spend in retirement some people don't have a problem with that i mean no yeah you know, we our, our role and and with our clients is is um kind of giving them some i think i've talked about bumper guards right mm-hmm. when you uh bowl are you a bowler at all? i am but i don't use bumpers Okay, well, I don't either, but I'm saying they're out there. So we're kind of like, we want to keep people out of the gutter, right? Yes. So you give them that lane that they can spend in. So these are five steps to learn how to spend in retirement. Yeah, and surprisingly, it it really is a common problem that hits people in retirement is this idea of, you know, they've been saving for all these years. Um, They've built these habits, and it's actually really hard to break those habits in retirement. Um, And so... You know, if you think you've been doing something for 30, 40 years and all of a sudden you're told stop doing that yeah. and do the reverse, that is you know, hard. That's hard. And so the ironic truth is many retirees actually spend too little money. And so what what do we mean by this? Uh, there's actually a name for this. I know you don't think this is real. I don't know if I think it's real, but it's called crematophobia. Did which, you did you make that up? I did not. Okay, that's real. That is that is okay, two, just checking. Greek, two Greek words coming together. Uh, but the fear of spending money the fear of of running out of money maybe yeah, yep um and so today we're going to look at some ways to encourage folks how to exercise their their freedom in retirement you know you've worked your whole life to reach this point so don't let fear anxiety crash the retirement party uh it's it's time to to enjoy um what you've been saving for so i mean i know in, in our childhood we've had uh times we were counting quarters stacking quarters watching your savings grow my son does that right now with his with his little bank, he likes to see it grow and get to a certain point. And so um, I think we developed the habit of saving. Now it's time to talk about the habit of spending, spending wisely, of course. Uh, and I, I think in order to do that, we need to start with a fundamental question. Yeah. What is your why? Yeah. That's a very important question. <clears throat> it is good. It is. And then, you know, before we get into the five lessons, it, it really is important to ask um, that question, you know, what, why did it matter if those numbers were growing when you were younger? Um, for, for most of... Mm-hmm. You know, our life, it was so you can retire someday. So when you do get there, you need to figure out what what is your why going to be. Um, sometimes it changes over time. Um, you know, your your goal really at that point is no longer to to build a bigger pile. You've achieved that goal and, and you've won the game and you've you met your 
your your goals and your strategy. And um, as you ask um, and think about what your why is for retirement, um, you know, what comes to mind? And this really is an important question. Some yeah. people, you know, want to leave and help their children and grandchildren. Um, um, some people don't want to leave anything. And that's okay. That's it's a very, yeah. very personal choice. Uh, you have to look at what brings joy in your life. And so what sort of things can you do, um, you know, when you're more active, um, make it, maybe taking trips, maybe doing volunteer right. work? Um, what could you not do when you're when you're working every day, and how does that change your your priorities if you don't have your health? Um, some people are uh, want to be uh, generous with their money and leave a legacy of of helping others, and uh, so there's some there's ways to be charitably inclined, which oh by the way helps with taxes as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's called a QCD, Qualified yeah. Charitable Distribution. So just figuring out what your why is is kind of a start to this process. Yeah, and it's it's most likely changed since since you've retired. It, it was different when you were working and accumulating money. Now it's it's changed, and so things are different. And to realize you know time on Earth is is limited. So what kind of changes do you want to make now that the you know now that you find yourself retired? Uh, there's an interesting quote by uh, David Blanchett. He's a head of retirement research for Prudential. He says, the skill set required to create a nest egg is the exact opposite of the one you need to spend it. So I, I like that quote, and that's kind of the, the impetus for this article here. Um, this is from uh, the, the blog Retirement Manifesto, uh, by the way. So let's let's talk about these uh, five skills that you can develop, think yeah, about in implement. order to, to spend in, uh, in retirement. So the first one is, Making an intentional decision to spend. Um, one of Dave Ramsey's most recognizable quotes is, if you live like no one else, uh, later you can live like no one else. And so if you're retired and you've been diligent with savings, guess what? It's your time to live like no one else. Yep. But the question you have to ask and what John was getting at too is like, what does that look like for you? Going back to your why, what does a successful retirement look like to you? How do you move from saver to spender without being careless? And I think being intentional with your spending is, is the way to do that. Bake those habits into your spending. If you want to be generous, maybe every Wednesday you go buy coffee for everyone in the coffee shop randomly, spontaneously. Yeah, that's cool. Um, or if you want to be in, more involved as a grandparent, maybe you plan periodic trips with your grandchildren because your children will 100% appreciate you taking those kids away from them for a weekend. I promise you that. <laughs> uh, whatever you envision, though, whatever your live like no one else is, plan it out. Budget it. Um, because now is the time to put a, uh, put that into effect. And so, which leads us to. Yeah, you got to have a system to track it. Yeah. <clears throat> right. I mean, it would certainly be irresponsible to spend recklessly in retirement, but, you know, you did save well, so you can spend in retirement and you have to balance um, those two extremes. And there, there are ways to do that. Developing a system to know how much you can safely spend uh, on a monthly basis. And that's part of what the, our planning process does, yep. quite frankly, is. You've got Social Security coming in more than likely and, and maybe some pension. And then you can also get an investment check as well. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're you're spending within those limits. Um, but you can reduce your worry when you are spending your, your uh, money if you have those limits defined. And that's something we, you know, we do here, um, you know, uh, here at Richard Young Associates is we help people get that investment check on a monthly basis. And, um, you know, y- if you spend it on grandkids are giving it away, it's okay. It's within the the, the, the gutter guards. Yep, right? that's right. So it there gives you, go. you some, some freedom to go and spend. That's right. Yeah, and then the third one is to ensure your money will last, last a lifetime. Your money is not going to laugh. It's going to last It a could lifetime. laugh. Depends on what you're doing <laughs> yeah, with it, right? I guess so. Roller coaster. There you go. <laughs> go on more roller coasters. That's number three. <laughs> Just kidding. Number three, ensure your money will last your lifetime. I think the biggest fear holding back retirees um, 
from spending money is the concern that they're going to outlive their money or maybe there'll be a burden to their children or they'll face some sort of uh, unexpected spending shocks later in life. And these are all valid concerns, which is why good planning is essential to do, not just at the beginning of retirement, but throughout throughout retirement. Uh, so figure out what is safe spending for you. Put a system in place, as you were talking about, John, and and, and track it and, and have annual reviews to make sure you're continually on track and not just this one-time thing. Uh, the fourth thing to think about in retirement is what is your dream? Um, you know, Build a new dream. It's easier to spend in retirement if you're supporting a retirement dream. Write it out. Put it in your calendar or planner. Post it on your mirror so you see it every morning. Whatever works for you so you're reminded of, of, of your why and what your goals are for uh, retirement. If you thought hard about it and it fulfills that dream you've been thinking about, I promise you won't regret spending money on something you've been intentional and deliberate about. So spending money on retirement dreams will help break a deeply ingrained savings habit because you're doing something you see is worthwhile and important. And maybe you're already doing all you want to do. Maybe you've decided I'm doing everything. So what do I do now? So maybe one of your dreams is actually to be more generous. Yeah. So number five here is, um, you know, if you're not going to spend it, um, you can give it away. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, you know, contentment's a beautiful thing and, and maybe, You've increased spending towards your desires uh, a bit more in retirement, but maybe it just doesn't cost that much. Right. Maybe you're not able to spend that much, and um, you know, I know you you want to read more, maybe write more, um, you know, do some other things that aren't expensive. And if that's you, you know, looking for ways to give more money away is is certainly fun and also rewarding. So there's a certain satisfaction that results from being generous um, that's hard to explain. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we've all been beneficiaries of someone's generosity or have uh, known someone who's truly generous and, and they're a joy to be around. And if you think it feels good to be the recipient of one's generosity, um, it's fun being a generous person yeah, as well. So, absolutely. you know, it doesn't need to be, you know, big things. It can be like, you know, tipping at restaurants or paying for someone's meal as you go out or buying coffee for folks. Yeah. But um, like I mentioned, I mean, we do have um, some some charitably inclined folks that we work with and and there are ways that you can give and it's also tax efficient. That's not the reason to give, but uh, it can certainly help with your taxes if you do it the right way. So um, giving is is, uh, never a bad option. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's every little bit counts. I remember me, um, I was was speaking at a French church. We went out to eat after church and we were just, you know, I was with my family and someone else from the church was there. They, uh, not, not to our knowledge, ended up picking up our tab we left and or as we were paying the the waiters like hey they they covered your tab and it was like wow that just a little thing like that did they, did they stop you in the parking lot when you were like trying to skip no i'm just kidding. no yeah they no <laughs> that it, was very kind it was very kind and yeah. it's like so, i'll remember you. that forever but yeah. it was so little i yeah. mean it wasn't that little yeah i was thankful thank you, you ate, whoever that you was big that day. <laughs> but yeah I, I was like why couldn't you tell me that before because then <laughs> i could have right. ordered no extra all this say is little acts big acts there and and also there are people out there with with serious needs so i think sure as you're thinking more um deliberately <clears throat> about your generosity yeah just I, I think this is it's it's our final point about spending retirement but i think it's the most impactful it can be the most impactful um so think about those around you see if it's something that you enjoy and, and i'm confident if you try it you won't you won't regret doing it and uh, so if you if you're not finding yourself retired you're probably puzzled like why are you guys talking about ways to spend money in retirement, but it really is a, an issue uh, pe- we find people have. And so I think, um, you know, think about this, think about what, what of these five were helpful for you. You know, you saved well, 
and you've lived like no one else to get here. And so it's, it's time to ask yourself why. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do, we do see that um, frequently with folks. And uh, I mean, the reality is, is if you don't spend it, um, it's going to go to your beneficiaries, yep. right? So <clears throat> if you're going to give it to your beneficiaries or you want them to have it, uh, or you want to give it to a charity when you pass away, um, you can choose to do that while you're still alive, right? Yeah. And you and, can um, enjoy seeing them yeah. blessed or how it affects them. And yeah. Absolutely. So great, great discussion. I, I really do like that because we, we do have those conversations with the folks mm-hmm. uh, periodically. And we're going to switch gears here and uh, we're going to talk about the question of the week. Yeah, the question of the week is, I'm sure everybody knows. Yeah, of course. It's Financial Literacy Month. Absolutely. So I mean, what, John, are some good resources to increase our knowledge, my knowledge of financial resources? I think the first one. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. No-brainer is this podcast That's right, right. Here. Yeah, The fact that you're listening to this means yeah. that you are you recognize that it's April Literacy Month. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I mean, the and the thing is, you know, we're, we're being sort of sarcastic. Yeah. But also, there we do talk about really yeah. important points here. We... We, I mean, we survey the the internet and articles and and newspapers topics, and, yep. and pick out topics we find are relevant to talk about um, throughout the year. And so, I think this podcast, or I also know the the uh, Dave Ramsey podcast, is a great re- resource uh, to learn about financial literacy, the um, financial planning university FPU yep. stuff that he does. Yeah, yeah. His FPU class, we're actually teaching it at our, at our church right now. Um, it's nine weeks. Uh, you can do it in a group, or you can go online and do it. <clears throat> if you have kids or grandkids that are, you know, uh, eighteen or older, um, they need to have that course. I mean, it is yeah. a life changing course. It really, it, is. Uh, you'll you'll leave that course with a PhD in finance. So, Dave Ramsey obviously has a, a lot of great resources um, on his website. I mean, Clark Howard has some good stuff. Susie Orman. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good educators out there. Um, but uh, yeah, it is Financial Literacy Month. Yeah, and it's never too early to start. I mean, even if you have kids that are, um, you know, early teens, just getting them learning how to save, how to put money away. Absolutely. Uh, that'll they'll carry that habit into retirement, and then they can listen to this podcast forty years from now and figure out how to spend in retirement. That's right. <laughs> Very good, very good. Well, we're going to switch gears here and talk to, talk about cryptocurrency. A lot of a lot of questions on oh, that, yeah. and should you invest in it? This comes from the the Dave Ramsey organization, and it's certainly a, a hot buzzword of investing these days. Um, but what is it? What is cryptocurrency? I mean, there's Bitcoin and Dogecoin and uh, Litecoin, uh, Ethereum. I don't even know how you say that. Ethereum. Ethereum. Come thank on, you. Man. Yeah, yeah. The, and these are not rock bands. In the nineties, no, these are they could be though. These are they sounds like it. These are cryptocurrencies, also known as digital money, and they're trending everywhere. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about what is crypto. It's it's basically a digital asset uh, people use as investments, and they're also using it for online purchases. So you exchange real currency like dollars to buy coins or tokens of a certain kind of cryptocurrency. So you're basically giving someone dollars. Oh yeah, I wonder what they're doing with it. <laughs> putting it in their bank account, more than likely. (laughs) So think about it this way. Cryptocurrency is kind of like swapping out your money in a new country. So a Benjamin, a $100 bill, can go and buy a nice dinner in the States. But if you want to go over to Italy, you'll need some euros. And um, we value dollars and euros because we know we can purchase goods and services with them. And the same goes for cryptocurrency. You exchange your money for crypto and you can use it um, just like real money. Um, Not at all places, right? But some places. Yeah, yeah. So the question is, how does cryptocurrency work? Well, cryptocurrency is exchange person to person on the web without the need for a middleman like a bank or, or government. It's like the Wild West of the digital world. 
but there's no marshal in this wild west mm -hmm. they're decentralized which means no government or bank controls how they're made and what their value is or how they're exchanged and because of that cryptocurrencies are worth whatever people are willing to pay or exchange for them so yeah pretty wild it is a little different. <clears throat> That's why it gives a lot of people, you know, pause. But um, so, how does someone uh, get cryptocurrency? There's two ways: they can they can buy it, right, or they can they can mine it. Um, so, mine it. What what does that really mean? This is the so you go down into yeah, there's a mine yeah in New Mexico, right, and and you dark and come back and you have digital. Yeah, here's yeah. the here's the thing that is is uh, different about this. Cryptocurrencies are based on something called blockchain technology, and a blockchain. I like how they describe this here. is really like a long receipt that keeps growing with each with each exchange of the crypto. It's a public record of all the transactions that have ever happened with a given type of currency. It sounds like it's something out of the Matrix, but just think about it like a ledger. It shows the history of that piece of right. currency, and so in the crypto world. Mining happens when people use their computers to solve super complicated math problems and uh, that make sure that the new crypto transactions are correct and also secure. And so those transactions get added to the blockchain, aka the receipt. And as a reward for making sure a purchase made with crypto is legit, these people mining these are then paid in cryptocurrency. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah, it's very wild. So it's still for me. It's like I, you know, that you're solving a a math um, a math problem, um, and it's then becomes in the blockchain technology, and it's a record of where it's been. So it's you know they're talking about using it in in real estate and financial transactions, um, but it's uh, it's very secure. Yeah, it's, it's interesting uh, nonetheless. But the other question is, how do you store this cryptocurrency that you mine with this digital receipt? And so uh, you store it. In the same way you would store cash, kind of. Yeah. In a digital wallet. Well, electrical. Electronic. Instead of, yeah. Instead of a physical wallet, you got a digital wallet, which is usually an app or through a vendor where you purchase your coins. Your wallet gives you this this private key or a unique code that you enter in order to digitally sign off on purchases, which is then mathematical proof that, that the exchange was was legit. Yeah. So what, what kind of uh, cryptocurrencies are there? There's like 10,000 different um, type of cryptocurrencies. We're going to read all of them right now. <clears throat> That's right. We're going to, it's going to take us a little while to do that, but now we're going to focus on three of them. Bitcoin is a kind of a household name. Yeah. Uh, it's what people think about when you talk about cryptocurrency and that's because it was the first cryptocurrency. It's been around since 2009. Um, it's, it's by a person who goes by the alias of Satoshi. Yeah. Satoshi uh, Nakamoto, uh, you know, whoever that is. And, the big um, and that big secret is part of its underground feel that people like, but there's no denying that um, everything anonymous seems to be you know people question it quite yeah, a sure. bit. But Ethereum is another one that's yeah, kind of popular. Yeah, it's the next most popular cryptocurrency after Bitcoin. And even though Ethereum is like Bitcoin with its crypto coins, which are called Ether, it actually is a little different too. You know, while Bitcoin was created to become an alternative option to traditional currencies like the dollar, Ethereum actually has evolved into a network. They can be used to do um, old things like buying art in new or different ways. Yeah. And then Dogecoin uh, really started as a joke back in 2013. And now it's one of the hottest things to invest in. Just don't don't get that. It uh, it was a meme going around of a Shibu Inu, that's a kind of dog, yeah. uh, who was given the nickname Doge. And so the creators of Dogecoin named the currency after the Doge meme. Uh, it became their mascot and the rest is history. And yeah, we can't make this stuff up. No. I mean, it's just... It's a real thing that people pay real money for. And... I know. That is insanely volatile. 
Yeah. So the question is, is what can you buy with cryptocurrency? And you know, a lot of people are investing in cryptocurrencies as an investment, um, but it is gaining speed and becoming more widely accepted as a, as a currency. Whole Foods, Nordstrom, uh, Etsy, Expedia, PayPal are now letting people pay with crypto. And of course, any two people who value the tokens can exchange them for goods or services as well. So the question then comes, all right, understand a little bit about crypto. Is it a good investment? Yeah, and the first thing to talk about is that cryptocurrency is unstable. It's true. Crypto is about as hot-tempered as a two-year-old, and I would know. I've got two two-year-olds. Uh, it's, you know, its value swings way up, only to come plunging back down, and you really can never know what you're going to get each day. Um, you know, the value of cryptocurrency goes through extremes, ups and downs. There's no denying that there's some of these currencies that are really hot right now. But the question we have to ask is how long is that? Is it really a good long-term investment? Um, it seems like you could sneeze and the price could drop on one of these things. So investing in cryptocurrency is risky, to say the least. Yeah. And as also, there's a lot of unknowns. Um, I mean, the fact that uh, we don't even know who the founder is, uh, you, you know, just, I don't know, it's just different. Um, sure. A small percentage of the people really understand this. There's not many people and uh, the Ramsey organization says, if you can't explain an investment to a 10-year-old, you have no business investing in it to begin with. So you're setting yourself up for a big mess. So yeah. a lot of unknowns. And also, it makes fraud uh, a little bit easier yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. The third the third thing is that it does make fraud easier. Uh, all it takes is five minutes on the internet to know that not everyone has your best interest at heart. Maybe less what? than that. Five minutes is generous. Yeah. I would say five seconds. Five seconds, yeah. You know, scammers, they'll stop at nothing to get access to your personal information and passwords, even your bank account. And cryptocurrency makes it much easier for them to target people like you. In fact, the Federal Trade Commission reported that nearly 7,000 people reported losses of more than $80 million on cryptocurrency scams since October uh, of 2020, which is, yeah, less than two years ago. Yeah. Uh, another thing that the Ramsey organization points out, which I think is spot on, is it has an unproven rate of return. <clears throat> I mean, it really is like gambling. It's a uh, it's exchange person to person. Uh, there's no uh, real regulations. There's no pattern to the rise and the fall of the value. You can't figure out the changes or calculate returns like you can mutual funds or you know right. stocks. Uh, there's just not enough data, uh, not not enough credibility in the data um, to create a long-term investing plan based in cryptocurrencies. So, you know, don't don't play poker with your financial future here. Now, so the question is: Is should you invest in it? Um, you know, we certainly would not recommend putting a significant amount in cryptocurrency. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> if you want to put 1%, um, I think there's some some financial guys. I think Rick Edelman said 1% would be reasonable. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts in that area? You know, I think a lot of times the allure of something can, um, you know, make us yeah want want to invest. So I think if if you want to try it, yeah, a little, a little bit to... To expose yourself to it, maybe will satisfy that itch um, instead of feeling like you have to, yeah, chase, yeah, chase yeah. these returns because it can really be like gambling. Yeah, it is. If, if yeah. you see it as that, you just you don't want to miss out. So you don't you want to make sure you you hit big, right? That's yeah. what you do when you go to Las Vegas. That's right. And you don't have to hit you know, to be a, have a successful retirement. You don't have to hit home runs. No, <clears throat> you don't have to swing for the fence. You You're going to strike out a lot if you do that. Yeah. So, um, we would encourage you. Stick with mutual funds, kind of a you know a yep. track record, um, something that historically you can look at and oh, understand. Yeah. So cryptocurrency um, is uh, like the wild, wild west. It is the wild, wild west. That's for sure. 
And we're going to close out the show today with the uh, prescription of the week. And um, this has to do with retirement, kind of what uh, you, um, what we discussed on that first article. But if you can live on your retirement plan income number, which comes from Social Security, maybe pension and your investment check, um, you should really consider retiring or doing something different that you enjoy. So we have a lot of folks that come in that are looking to retire. We run the retirement plan, we show them a number, <clears throat> and they make a decision. It's like, yeah, I can live on, you know, four thousand yeah. after taxes per month, or no, I need I need seven thousand per taxes, you know, uh, yeah. after you know after taxes. And so it really depends on how much you need if you have your debt paid off. Um, but if you're not happy in what you're doing and you can afford to retire, for sure, you probably should. Yeah, I mean, if you're stressed out in your job, if you you aren't enjoying it, you're missing out on time with family or things you enjoy and you can retire, you know, at least within the means that you've, you, you've laid out for your life. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we also say that it's important to retire to something. Yeah. Right. You good. have to have that figured out. You have to, you have to know where you're going to go, what you're going to do. Yeah. Your um, why. Yeah. Retirement. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, that's good. Very good. Well, we're uh, glad that you uh, joined us today. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in next week uh, on MoneyMD to hear more prescriptions for your financial health and check out our website, moneymd.net. Send us your questions or you can give us a call here at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great rest of the week. Yeah, have a great weekend. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor.